You know, when I came out as non-binary two years ago, I thought all my worries were over. After all, I was living a life that felt more authentic than ever. What could be better? Well, turns out that just opened up whole hosts of new questions. Who am I now? Am I just one big gender imposter? Am I too old for the women's section of Forever 21? To get my answers, I turned to the one group I knew wouldn't judge me. My toys. But when I started talking to them, I never expected them to talk back. The more I heard, the more I realized that we've been living separate yet intertwined lives filled with ups, downs, and kung fu grip. So I started recording our stories, theirs and mine, in an effort to preserve our bond. And maybe find out a little bit about ourselves in the process. This is my plastic life. I'm Jonathan Alexandrados. Each episode, I interview a new toy, tell you a little bit about its background, both historical and personal, and take us both a little bit out of our packages. So grab your favorite toy and let's play together on My Plastic Life. Yolanda Fernandez de Cofinho. That may not be the first name you associate with McDonald's or its signature Happy Meal, but it should be. Yolanda was a Guatemalan McDonald's franchisee in 1974, and in that year, she invented Menu de Ronald, a list of kid-friendly food options designed for the store's younger crowd. Parents liked the smaller portion sizes, and kids liked the food, which included a hamburger, small fries, and a small sundae. She also had the idea to start celebrating birthdays at McDonald's, reinventing the space as a restaurant catering specifically to children. When the McDonald's corporate office heard of this, executive Bob Bernstein combined Yolanda's idea with two additional features. The inclusion of a brightly colored box that contained games on its exterior, and the offering of a small toy with the meal to entice children further. Though Bernstein said this was inspired by seeing his young son play the games on the backs of cereal boxes, I'd guess that's only part of the truth. Offering toys with kids' meals wasn't new. Starting in 1973, McDonald's competitor Burger Chef bundled toys with its fun meal for kids. In fact, the idea was so strongly associated with Burger Chef that the chain sued both McDonald's and Burger King for stealing their idea. Burger Chef settled out of court, but would almost be entirely out of business by 1982 anyway. One final franchise held on until 1996. These less-than-innocent origins of the Happy Meal, rooted in appropriating ideas both internal and external, create a scandalous foundation atop which some of the world's most recognizable toys rest on polished pedestals. By the early 1990s, McDonald's started gender-segregating certain Happy Meals, most notably the Barbie and Hot Wheels premiums, where girls received Barbie toys and boys received Hot Wheels cars, and the androgynous and or non-binary kids got, well, in my experience, confused looks and awkward parent-cashier conversations. To be clear, I wouldn't have called myself a non-binary kid. I didn't know the term. To some, though, I was androgynous, at least prior to puberty, when, frankly, lots of kids are. I remember, for example, overhearing two peers at my middle school trying to figure out my gender from a distance while I sat on a bench. They didn't know I could hear them. 
This was echoed by the McDonald's cashier who gave me a Barbie only to have my mom return it and insist I get a Hot Wheels. I don't know who had the idea to start putting kids through this. It was perhaps somebody who remembered the profitability of gendered toys when combined with national homophobia. In the 1950s, toys and kids' clothing became gendered because they sold better that way. One of the reasons they sold better that way is because parents were eager to mark their children as one sex and then teach them how to identify the markers of a different sex. If they could make this recognition easy, then presumably a male child could quickly pick out the female children around him. If he could do that, some parents figured, his proto-romantic interactions would be built on rigid heterosexuality, which should stamp out any possibility of homosexual relations. Setting aside the fact that sexuality does not work like this, companies chomped at the bit to corner a boys and or girls market no matter the social impetus. By the early 1990s, homophobia was on the rise again, assisted by the wake of Reagan and the escalation of the AIDS crisis. There are no studies correlating the gendering of Happy Meal toys with national homophobic rhetoric, so everything I'm saying here is pure speculation, but it's speculation built on the fact that this has happened before. While gender segregation seems mostly specific to the Happy Meal toy, with Burger King, Sonic, Arby's, Wendy's, Sabaro, Taco Bell, and all the other fast food chains that have offered kids' meal toys over the years, largely keeping to a one-toy-fits-all policy, it has gotten McDonald's a lot of attention lately. Searching gender segregation in Happy Meal toys on Google gets you about 776,000 hits, and many of the top ones call for the abolition of the practice altogether. There was even a lawsuit filed by Yale Law Professor Ian Ayers calling McDonald's separation of toys a form of discrimination. The paper Ayers co-wrote with his young daughter on the topic, delightfully titled Unhappy Meals, Sex Discrimination in Toy Choice at McDonald's talks about how, though the lawsuit was ultimately thrown out by the Connecticut Human Rights Commission, he and his daughter want a world where McDonald's employees do not ask if a toy is for a boy or a girl. In fact, they're not supposed to. Since at least 2009, McDonald's employees have been instructed to ask for toy preference in terms of the toys offered, i.e., would you like a Barbie or a Hot Wheels? But Ayers argued many locations do not follow this directive and ask along gender lines or don't ask at all, instead. If McDonald's franchises align more closely with corporate policy, or if the McDonald's corporation gets in lockstep with all the other fast food chains who don't gender segregate, there will surely be a huge chunk of the population who won't even notice. But for some of us, the gesture would carry meaningful weight. It would mean the world's largest fast food chain that produces the best-known kids' meal acknowledges the simple fact that anyone can play with any toy. Next, you'll hear how it seems Happy Meal toys are about as complex and diverse as those who play with them. When I interviewed my McDonald's Happy Meal Barbie, I found out that she was anything but a McDonald's Happy Meal Barbie. Filled with knowledge and wonder, she offered a unique perspective on coming out of the bag, a concept I found myself relating to more and more as we talked. So, without further ado, here is my interview with a woman I will simply call Secret. Secret. 
So can you just maybe start by telling me a little bit about uh, what what you're wearing? Well, uh, you can see I'm wearing um, this is. Uh, Actually, uh, can I can I stop you for a second? I it's just I'm having trouble uh, kind of hearing you. Uh, would it would it be okay if I if I actually took you out of your uh, your little plastic baggie that you're in the package? Okay. Uh, just let me know if any of this hurts, okay? Okay. I've never done this before with the Barbie that's actually talking to me. Okay. Uh, let's give it a shot. Okay. Uh, so you're you actually have a sort of a plastic thing around your head and upper torso. Would it be okay mm-hmm. if I removed that? Yes. Okay. Oh different out here what's different looks different smells different how so i can see more colors it's clear i can see that everything sort of looks like my dress maybe just tell us about your dress well it's it's pink and white largely it is um very part of my body um it's Pretty wide, pretty pretty detailed. Um, I like it. Okay, yeah. Um, you're holding what looks to be um, what we would call a heart, uh, and you're also wearing a necklace that's also a shape of a heart. Yeah. Um, do you are you aware of like what a heart is? Um, I think it has something to do with secrets because you know I'm that's me. Right, so I'm looking at your package right now, and it does it does say that you are a Secret Hearts Barbie um, from the McDonald's Happy Meal um, from 1992. So Secret Hearts Barbie, yeah, you're right. Um, what what does that mean to you that that it's a that it's a secret? Well, as far as I'm concerned, a secret is something that you wear and hold because I'm the Secret Hearts Barbie and you can see I'm holding this heart here and I've got a heart on my necklace. So um, I'm just uh, assuming those two go together. I guess the thing that strikes me is that when I look at the heart uh, on your necklace and the heart that you're holding, um, you can't let go of them, can you? Like you physically can't. Like that's not an emotional or psychological thing. You you literally can't let go. No, this is what I do. I hold these. Right. Um, do you ever get tired of holding those? Do you ever want to hold something else? Well, I I feel like it's part of who I am. Um, I am Secret Hearts Barbie. I want that to make sense. Um, so it might be interesting to try and hold something else, but what I try and do is just like really work on holding this. Do you, so you, okay. So do you feel it's kind of like a duty to, to hold it? Or? Yes, okay. it, it's, it's what I do. And that gives you gratification. It gives me purpose. Okay. Um, so you like being a, a, a Barbie. I am a Barbie. I am doing what I can with being a Barbie. Um, It's not for everybody. I'll say that being a Barbie, being a secret hearts Barbie, but I, you know, I, I am a toy. I am happy to do this. Cool. Um, Let's go back to 1992. Sure. Um, Sure. Number of years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you remember anything about that day that you were 
given out for the first time. I do. Every, you know, all the the Happy Meal toys remember that. It's it's when you stop being just part of this big pile and you're by yourself, you're in a new place, uh, you're leaving the store for the first time. It's it's a big moment. Um, yeah. I think the thing that might strike me the most is is sort of all of a sudden you're surrounded by food, right? Well, you know, we've been smelling the food really since the beginning. Um, so it is what what was most, I guess, different to me was I was in a box by myself with the food. Um, I was being carried around by myself. That was something I had to kind of figure out and get used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the idea of a hamburger, French fries, that's kind of, I'm assuming that's kind of lost on you a little it, bit right? it's meaning I, I it's meaningless to me i don't know what you do with it um but you know i i see that i'm part of this package i'm part of this process and i was just you know trying to do do my part i guess what if i told you that the the stuff that's around you the the food you know mm-hmm. we actually put that inside of us god why you know, I think that a lot of people have asked that question, but I think that fundamentally, especially for children, it just, it tastes good, you know. Oh, so that's the happy part. Th- yes. I thought it was about me. Oh, I think it very much is about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's um, both. It's a both kind of. I think it is, but I actually, I think that you as the, the toy are kind of the, the feature um, of it. Yeah, because let me ask you this. Uh, now yeah. that I'm out here, I can kind of see what's happening. I, I can I can ask some questions. Would the meal be happy if I weren't in it? No, I, I don't think so. Ah, so I was right. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you mm. are. I, I think that um, one of the things that they try to do every so often is... Um, convince restaurants like McDonald's to take the toys out of the Happy Meal because they're too much of an incentive for kids to eat uh, unhealthy food. Um, but so it, it seems like some people do believe that if you weren't in the meal, it the meal would not be purchased. See, I've been trying to spend a lot of my time since the 90s. It's a long time, you know, yeah. to think about happiness and what that is, what that means, I'm not sure what it means for you. It's interesting you tell me it has something to do with food, but also something to do with me. Is the happiness you get from eating the same as the happiness you get from playing with me, a toy? For me, no. For mm. me, I think that they're different. I, I actually derive much more happiness from from you actually uh and and i mean food is a necessity for for us right um but i think that especially as a kid but even now i could i could think of days where you know it was was dinner time which is it's a time of day where we would normally eat food and i was so distracted playing with uh, a toy that i just completely forgot about dinner really yeah yeah well, why do you think then, if you don't mind my asking, mm-hmm. I've been in that bag since 1992. Yeah. Did you take me from the restaurant? Well, so I was actually going to kind of ask you about that because, um, so no, I I, I did not. Um, basically, the deal with you is um, in 1992, it would have been 
kind of hard for me to actually get you um, because you are a part of a meal that uh, basically the the Barbies, got, they went to uh, children that are girls and the boys uh, got toys that are Hot Wheels. They're, they're little cars. Mm. Um, so you would not have been given to me. I actually got you on, on eBay uh, a while later, um, mainly because I was, I was feeling really bad about the fact that I never got to get you, you know, in, in the moment. Um, I remember that, that uh, once I was given you by mistake, uh, and my mom took took you right back to the register and said, "No, no, no! I I have a boy. You, you know, you should give him a boy to." I was, I was kind of hard to tell, you know, what gender I was as a as a kid, which which I think kind of factors into a lot of what I'm thinking about now, actually. Well, see, I I have some questions. I've been thinking. I've been having a lot of time to think here in my bag. Yeah. A lot of a lot of questions come to mind. Why wouldn't you have wanted a heart? What is it about me? Or I guess you didn't. Why would people not want you to have a heart, a dress, this great hair I've got? What's the problem? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that for me, uh, you are objectively cooler than the Hot Wheels Thank you. In, in, my, in my assessment. Uh, like you said, you have the hair, which is real. I mean, it's lifelike. It looks like, like mine. Uh, it's it's uh, sort of a, a golden blonde. Uh, you have a heart, as you said, which is most most important part of our body. And, and you have two of them. Yes. Uh, and, and then a bunch more kind of on your, your dress. Um, so... I, I, I personally would, would want you. I think that, that our society um, has, has kind of a hang-up about it because, you know, ever, ever since, you know, the 1950s, right? So you're 1992, go back to 1950s. Mm. Uh, there was a huge scare in this country that uh, kids would, would uh, be gay, uh, right, which basically means that uh, you, you are a Barbie, you, you know how you look. Well, Im- imagine someone else... You know, it's another Barbie, uh, and then imagine you know falling in love with that person. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I I think we could probably agree, right? Of course, right. Um, but believe it or not, certain people had uh, real issues with that. So they figured, like, if I if I was playing with the boys' toys, and you know, a little girl was playing with the little girl toys, then you know, it'd be easy for us to kind of uh, tell each other apart. So. They didn't really care about your happiness at all, right? When they bought this Happy Meal? I guess I never thought of it that way, but I, I think you're right. I think you're, you're kind of onto something um, there. They, they cared about, I think, a, a certain very, you know, sort of traditional happiness. But uh, was it my happiness? No, I don't think it was. It sounds like it was for them, right? Yeah. Well, that sucks. Because, you know, I've been in this bag. I've been doing a lot of thinking a lot of reading. I I had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And it really bothered me that nobody took me out of the bag. I got to say, I'm holding this heart like I told you it is my purpose, it is my identity. I think I look fun. You do. And it was it was hard for me not to be played with. Yeah. And I just wish that you would have gotten me in 1992 because you would have taken me out of the bag, right? Oh, absolutely. That, it would have been the first thing I, I did. 
what kind of things would we have done when, when uh, you were the, that age? I think we would have had a great time. So so uh, I had a bunch of uh, G.I. Joe, little G.I. Joe action figures, about your size, actually. Mm. Um, and and uh, I think that, that we would probably would have played with those. And, and, you know, I would have put you in all sorts of maybe vehicles and stuff like that. And you have these things that are called Legos and they're little blocks. And mm. I could have built you a house out of them and stuff like that. And Actually, you know, if you're open to it, these are kind of adventures that I would still be thrilled to have absolutely does it bother you i don't bend no no i I, thank you it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother you well you talk about vehicles i'd have to stand yeah we'd we'd figure something out i mean you know there there are some with with really wide seats they could fit that that dress in there which is i realize it's, it's molded plastic but i mean i think we could easily figure that out could i be in charge of the gi joes sure good Sure. Because I have the secret, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you do you know what the secret is? Of course I do. Can Can you tell me? No. You mentioned that you had a lot of time to to do some some reading, which is interesting because I have the the first thing that that you would have read probably. Ah uh, yes. Which is the Barbie Four Girls. It says it right there on the the insert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically the um, sort of kind of a uh, almost a coupon book or kind of an advertising uh yeah it's got some coupons in there and it's also advertising things like uh barbie shampoo and uh barbie dinnerware and barbie carrying cases very pink um and and very much branded for for girls i, I i'm assuming you have this whole thing kind of memorized by absolutely now. it's why actually i asked the question about the vehicles because on the front yes there are two girls in a car and they don't look like me they don't move like me i look a little bit different so i was just kind of wondering how my body with its molded plastic you said yes how would that be fun for anybody to play with when you have toys and bodies that can do all of this stuff that i can't do I think that what's great about you is you have sort of limitless possibilities. I, I mean, I think that like we know our bodies so well for the most part. And, and I think that when we see someone like you, we think about sort of our imagination, which is so much wider than I, I think our, our bodies. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of our, our secret, right? Our, our what's on the inside, you know, um. and we can almost transfer our secret uh, into you in, in a way because you then become who we want to be and maybe we we can't tell anybody you know who that person is but but we feel like you can kind of be a vessel for that and then when you're interacting with let's say a G.I. Joe it's like one of us is maybe interacting with a G.I. Joe but you know we can't because we're not your size I see I was also curious about this videotape, The mm-hmm. Secret of How Barbie Dolls Are Made. Do you know how it was made? I do. Um, I, I do know about that. Is that, um, I, I don't know if it's, you know, what the videotape would, would say. Um, right. Because I, your creation process is not the most glamorous. I mean, neither is mine, for that matter. But. I see. Do you do you want me to tell you? I yeah, mean, I, I don't want to tell you what you, about you. I feel like you probably know. I don't remember. Okay, that part I don't remember. Well, so to 
to condense this down a little bit, um, there's this stuff uh, that exists in the world because because of dinosaurs, which are these really old uh, sort of beings on this planet. They, they died. They make toys of them too, yeah? They do, yeah. exactly. They make toys of them, which is a little bit ironic, as you'll see, because we take the leavings of the dinosaurs, which is something called oil, and we are able to fashion plastic uh, items out of that. And uh, the idea is that there are these factories in a place called China, uh, as well as other places in the in the sort of uh, in what we would call the East, uh, mm. Southeast Asia, right, and, and Eastern Asia, and, and, mm. and places like that. Um, and uh, we put that plastic into these things called molds, which are basically things that look exactly like you do, and uh, we just make you know, bunches and bunches and bunches of them. And and I think that that in and of itself perhaps might be a bit of a violent process, but also the, the people who do that are, are not treated very well. Um, they work in, uh, they're humans, and they work in really hard, hard uh, conditions, very hot, uh, very toxic uh, environments in, in pretty much every sense of the word. Um, so not happy. No, 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 no. Definitely, I definitely not. And and again, I don't think that that's necessarily what the video would say because I think that what you're looking at is is probably for for children. Um, but I, that's the fact of the matter. Yeah. Oh, so you lie to children sometimes out here? Oh yeah, often. Uh, yeah, very often. Uh huh. Yeah. In fact, I would say children are like our our favorite people to lie to. I mean, they're they're very gullible. I was made secret heart Barbie I'm holding a heart and I know the secret but I can't tell you because the secret comes from whoever plays with me that's that's who I'm supposed to help and protect and sometimes that secret is really awful but I don't think anyone would feel better if they told a lie about it I mean that's yeah that's that's beautiful I think I mean well thank you yeah, because I, I do think that for people who are maybe gender questioning, you know, uh, basically uh, people that are, uh, well, I mean, it means different things to different people, but basically people who have questions about sort of sometimes the, the mold that they're in, uh, I can I can sort of put it in Barbie terms like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always what it means, but I think for a lot of people it, it can be. Um we take a little bit of a comfort in seeing someone like you because we can imagine ourselves as you, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is a little bit of a secret because if, if people, some people, the people I mentioned earlier found out, then there could be bad things that happen to us. Um, so sometimes even playing with me isn't safe. Yeah, that's true. That makes me sad. Me too. Um, I'm curious, are you sort of aware of the fact that you are a miniature of a toy that exists already? You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I was looking at that pamphlet that you were talking about earlier. Right. And I figured there must be. Because not everything in there would fit me. I can't use all of that. Those girls aren't even really, you know, playing with me. So I figured there must be more. 
Yeah. Well, so basically the idea behind that is um, Ruth Handler, right, and her, her husband, Elliot, they went to Germany uh, back in the in the 50s and uh, the early 60s and, and, and basically came back with a doll uh, that was about 11 inches tall and really not meant for children. But they, they kind of fashioned her into something that children could play with because before you – uh, dolls were made out of paper. Fashion dolls basically were made out of paper and you put paper clothing on. So basically the stuff of that pamphlet that you read, dolls were kind of made out of that. Ruth Handler kind of figured that making them out of plastic like you would be sturdier. It would last longer and uh, you could sell lots of different clothes for you and stuff like that. So uh, those dolls, for example, they, they don't have the mold-on um, plastic clothes. They have pa- uh, 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 cloth clothes different clothes yeah yeah wow so once ruth handler you know kind of made barbies and they they really sold really well that was in the 60s that that those sales just kind of kept going so by 1992 you were still a really really you know kind of hot item uh well i didn't mean it like that but yeah okay i mean sure and uh so Today, obviously, we, we still have uh, Barbies. Would you like to see a modern Barbie? I would love to. Okay. Um, so so here's here's a modern um, Barbie. This is uh, come a long way from, from where you started. This is a robotics engineer Barbie. It was the career of the year in 2018. Uh, you can kind of see Barbie comes with uh, a, a miniature robot. I, I, what are some of your impressions on what you see here? Wow. I mean, it looks like me and the robot have more in common than than me and the and that Barbie. I I really like the outfit. So I'm Secret Heart. This Barbie is robotics engineer. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, um, it basically means that her career. Uh, so so this Barbie has like a job. And her career is uh, basically building uh, little little robots, which you can kind of see in there. And, and robots in our world are kind of electronic uh, things that, that either help us do things or they entertain us in some way. Um, so that's what she does. You you weren't exactly given a, a job. You were given more of a, of a task. Like it sounds like you kind of hold a secret. Uh, but but she, she does a, a job. Uh, so what you were saying before, like sometimes people look at me. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I, I kind of want to play with you and, and be like you. When they play with robotics engineer, it's less about what I look like and more about what she does, right? I think for a lot of people, mm. yeah. They also, I mean, they make her in different uh, styles. So this is one style um, with her sort of darker hair. But they also have lighter hair Barbies like you that are also doing the same job. Uh, but they are they just look different. I guess with the idea that, you know, if you have hair like this, then you might be drawn to, to getting this Barbie. And if you hair, have hair like yours, you might pick up a different one. But you're, you're finding one that kind of looks like, like you as a human. And you are telling me that she does not have to wear that outfit every day? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Wow. I mean, I think that the the thing about you is, uh, and maybe this is a key difference between um, the Barbie that you just saw and kind of your era of Barbie, you were really expected to to be dating a, a guy, a man, a male, a male Barbie named Ken. Are you aware of Ken? I don't know any Kens. Yeah. But 
I, I'm interested to hear. So you're saying that part of the way that if I had been played with in, in 1992. Yes. Part of that, 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 that would be me dating. Yeah. For some people. Yeah. Interesting. So the heart, I know that has to do with love, right? Right. So was I supposed to love Ken? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the idea of your creators was that uh, you would. Yeah. I would only love this, this guy, Ken. Yeah. Is he a good guy? Uh, you want to see him? Anything in common? Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Anything in common with this person? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you Ken. Sure. Um, so this is going to be kind of what, what Ken looks like now. And uh, maybe you just, I don't mean to objectify him, but you know, I guess he is an object. Uh, you just tell me your your thoughts. And remember, he's he's also still in the package, so he can't hear anything that you're saying. Um, okay. You know, kind of like before where I, I couldn't quite hear you in the package. He, he also can't quite hear you. Okay, let's see. Here he is. So I'm not sure what I think about this. Um, I think he's he looks good. I like his outfit a lot, actually. I wouldn't mind wearing an outfit like that. I don't see why I couldn't. Does he have a job, too? This particular Ken um, does not have a job that is listed uh, on his on his packaging. Um he he looks maybe like someone who would work in one of our coffee shops. You know, coffee is a beverage that, that I remember yeah, it from McDonald's. From the McDonald's, right? I do like the hair. Yeah, yeah, the hair's cool. It's it's plastic, so it's not like yours, which is uh, more lifelike to us. Um, he, he's got sort of a bun. Yeah, because you could do my hair in a bun too, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Here are my thoughts. I I would be willing to get to know this Ken. Okay. I I would like to hear his story. He's newer too, right? Not from the nineties like me. Correct. Yeah. In the nineties, did they look like that? No. Uh, no. No. In the nineties, they looked uh, much. Um, well, they didn't have the bun. Uh, other than that. Uh, that actually is kind of about what they looked like. Different outfits, uh, of course. You know, the the outfit he has is is pretty modern, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much been like that since since the sixties. Well, look, if if as you're saying, playing with me helped people kind of figure stuff out about what they wanted, if dating somebody like Ken helped, great. How about, could I date the robotics engineer? Could sure. that be part of the play? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long as they consent. Yeah. Okay. Would that have been all right when you were a kid? No. Uh, I mean, with me, of course, yes. But uh, in the community that I was in, no. I, I mean, basically the... Um, the way in which the, the robotics engineer Barbie kind of looks like you do would have led people to basically say, oh, you're you're two women. And uh, there are some people, hateful people, that are not okay with that. And it, and it makes it very dangerous for, for people um, to, to love the way they, they want, uh, unfortunately. Even if it makes them happy. Right. Ugh. I'm telling you, you know, if you're going to do the whole part of me is dating bit, 
I think the least you could do is have me date someone that's going to make the person that I'm playing with happy. The first thing I remember is remember is wanting someone to tell me a secret. Come on. Yeah. I've got a heart. Yeah. I'm in a bag. I'll tell you a secret. Okay. I, 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 Thank you. Want me you. To tell you a secret right now? Please. Yes, okay. please. Uh, can I pick you up and, and whisper it into, into your... That's uh... that's typically the way it works, yes. Okay, all right, great. Because I, yeah, cool. All right, so I'm just going to pick you up and I'm going to tell you a secret. Okay. Yes. That felt great. Cool. It felt great for me too, uh, actually. You know, I, I don't think that there's anyone that I could share that with and accept uh, you. So uh, thank you for receiving it. It is why I'm here. I'm glad we found each other all these years later. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know why. I mean, do you have any idea how you managed to stay in your bag all these years? It's been very... I had no idea it had been that long, to be quite honest. The, the yeah. days, the years were passing... I remember very vividly being put in the food, the Happy Meal, the food box. I remember coming out and I was just in a room. There were other bags. It was sort of creepy, actually. You know, I really dedicated myself to my reading because I knew I wasn't doing the toy thing, right? And I wasn't sure why. I didn't know if it was a problem with me. I didn't know if I was going to get thrown away. I didn't know if this was some sort of sick accumulation of just bags of toys just heaped up everywhere. It, it was strange, let me tell you. Um, I, I was frustrated a lot, so I really tried to learn about myself, think about myself, do self-care, you know, get to the point where it was like, it's not my fault. I'm still in this bag. And then finally, I got put in another box. No food. And then I found myself here. And I could tell things were different. I could tell things were going to be better. And sure enough, here I am. I'm out. I'm seeing different things. I'm learning about what I've all thought about before. It's really great. And I finally have a secret. Thank you. What did you read about? You know, I was very intrigued by what I learned from the little booklet that I came with. So I wanted to learn more about things that were pink. To be quite honest, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Because everything in this booklet is pink. My dress is pink and white. And so I went down this rabbit hole of what pink means and how it's changed. And that really just opened me up to both why I was made and this idea that there must be others out there that weren't exactly like me. What else is pink that intrigues you? In my booklet? Well, or, or just in any of your, your thoughts and travels. I'm assuming that, that, you know, kind of a lot of this knowledge is kind of just sort of sifted through your, your brain. Uh, it was largely your, theoretical. Your, yeah. Um, I did learn that pinkness has something to do with the girls that were on the cover of my booklet. But from what I could understand, that wasn't always true. Mm -hmm. That pink and girls was definitely true when I was made, but that that wasn't always historically 
what happened that maybe if I had been around in the 16th or 17th century and was made for a girl, I would have been blue. So I guess what you're telling me about the car, it kind of goes into what I've learned having a lot of time to think is that everything seems to change about this thing that you're calling gender that there seems to be these rules that everybody agrees to follow, but they're not real, right? So why do people keep following them if they don't make people happy? Mm-hmm. That's what I can't figure out. I guess it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, maybe it comes down to power. Uh, you know, if you, if you create these rules and then you create uh, rules for one gender that restrict them more than the other, then all of a sudden you've got a lot of power over a lot of people and you don't have to necessarily enforce it. You can just say, oh, you don't get access to this because you're a girl. It's not because we want to keep you down. It's not because of anything. It's just because you're a girl. That's just the way it is. Now, of course, the subtext to that is uh, absolutely we want to keep you down, but uh, they're not going to come out and say that. You know what? I have a feeling this is why I can't move in this dress. Yeah. And I am glad that now I'm out. What year is it? Uh, it's 2019, almost uh, 2020. Fabulous. That this this robotics engineer, she can move around. She can change her clothes. She can change more than her hair. And I have come to terms with who I am and what I'm for. And I'm happy with that. But I'm glad there are Barbies out there whose body is not made of their dress. Does the world look kind of clearer to you now? You know, when I first came out, I'm not going to lie, it was a little too much. It was a little too bright. It was a little too clear. I kind of wanted to go back in the bag. And I think some people are fine with being in their bags. But now I've had a minute to just adjust and to see some new things. And I'm just really thrilled to look around some more. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny as you say that, the only words that kind of come to my mind are, uh, me too. Well, let's play. All right. Sounds Your good. secret's safe with me. This episode of My Plastic Life was written and produced by me, Jonathan Alexandrados, guest starring Tracy Beeler as Secret, also with music from Kevin McLeod. If you'd like to contact us, please reach out at myplasticlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at myplasticlife1. If you'd like to recommend a toy to us to interview, please give us a shout out on either our social media or via email. Our next episode will air in two weeks. The average cost of a three-credit-hour university course in America is $1,782. You could pay that, or you could listen to the Deconstruction Workers podcast and get a semester's worth of college knowledge for free. Popular culture professors turn their academic knowledge towards all of your favorite movies, television shows, theater productions, and more. For free. 
The Deconstruction Workers podcast is available at thedeconstructionworkers.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Give us an hour and we'll make you smarter. Money back guarantee.